Hello, welcome to uh, Skill Check, the gaming wellbeing podcast from YMCA Exeter, presented to you by uh, me, Andy, and uh, via Zoom we have Zach. How are things? I am very well, Andy. I'm very, very excited to talk all things E3 today. What a week. Yes, and if you're just tuning in, and if you're not aware, E3 is basically the showcase for everything that is new with games um, basically coming out over the next 12 months plus really this is the time of year when gaming companies for the world over basically save all their news and try and release it all at once in an attempt to uh, basically outshine each other and uh, yeah get us talking about them so, Zach, shall we um, share what's kind of stood out for us uh, from E3? Who, 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 who's going first? I guess I'll go first because go you asked me it. and I get to choose then. Oh. So, first on my list is Elden Ring, the new From Software game. If you played a Dark Souls game or Bloodborne, you know what they're about. Turns out this time they're going open world. The whole world lost their minds at that kind of idea of how a From Software game fits into an open world. Biggest takeaway is that that's what they're doing. It looks amazing. The trailer looks amazing. If you want to know more about it, I suggest you go watch the trailer for Elden Ring because my words will not do it justice in what is put across in that trailer. Um, does look beautiful. J.R.R. Martin, the guy that does Game of Thrones, helped oh. wrote the story for this game as well. So the guy that does Game of Thrones wrote the story for Elden Ring. And so they're trying to make the story less ambiguous. So one of the things about Dark Souls in the past is that the stories are sometimes a bit um, unclear what's actually happening in the game. This time they're like, it's a new world, new game, open world, and we've got a great story. Elden Ring, over to you, Andy. Fantastic. Well, I cannot not mention Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild is one of the open world exploration games to uh, get on the Switch so far. This is its long-awaited sequel. The trailer has been released. We don't know much about it, apart from the fact that it looks beautiful, it looks dramatic, it looks very uh, story-heavy, it looks combat-driven, it's well, whilst also having all the kind of scenery exploration of the first game as well. Looks beautiful. Zach. Wow, this is going fast. We're doing well. Back to me. So Redfall, it was the last game that the Xbox and Bethesda showcase revealed. It was there. Uh, you know, they always do a one more thing. And this was their one more thing this year. <laughs> and basically, it's an open world um vampires versus humans game made by arcane arcane studios made dishonored um so very story driven decision focused uh, games um this is their first offering since microsoft bought them because they bought everything um it looked really good cool. the trailer was really really cool it's true they did buy everything um <laughs> and we'll probably talk about more at the end in our like slightly bigger comments on this but yeah red red fall that is so if you want to check that out it's an open world 
uh, vampire human survival game. The graphics are very like arcane games, so it's not very realistic. It's more cartoony, uh, but not as far as like Overwatch or Fortnite. It's kind of the middle ground between. Um, trailer looks great. Didn't really hear much more about it. Mm. Totally in though. Back to yeah. you. Probably 18 plus from the looks of it. So if you're a parent, you might want to uh, research this game a little bit before uh, yeah. buying it. Uh, oh, so back to me. Yeah, probably one for us to talk that like a little bit more later. But uh, Microsoft Game Pass, I know you are the ones that who normally brings this up. But my days, it's like they are wanting to conquer the universe with Game Pass and get us all playing games everywhere. And I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go. Great. I mean, yeah, we'll probably talk more about Game Pass at the end of this roundup. Um, But next on my list is a game called King's Bounty 2, very much in the style of old uh, PC game series called Heroes of Might and Magic. It's like a kind of a new look at that type of genre, that type of game. Looks fascinating. Um, coming out really soon in the next few months. So definitely probably going to check that out. And I don't know if it's on Game Pass, but I'd be surprised if it's not at this point. Um, so yeah, King's Bounty 2. Looks good. Now, with the Next game I'm going to share, I'm going to take a step back and talk about one of the first games that uh, we purchased as a family for our Switch, which was uh, Mario Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. And it's basically a turn-based game where you're taking turns to try and shoot um, the enemy ra- the enemy rabbits with very comedy weapons, very comedy effects, very cartoon style. Uh, people kind of disappear while well, the enemies kind of disappear when when they, they are shot. Um, there's no blood or anything like that. It's lots of puzzles as well. Very good fun. Very much a family-focused uh, Mario-style game with puzzles and crazy rabbit-type characters involved as well. It was the game that very much brought us together as a family around the console in a kind of big way to start with so with that said that game's a few years old now a sequel has been announced it's probably going to be more of the same uh didn't really show too much gameplay um probably different guns different well obviously different maps it's out in space it looks fun it looks yeah as I said, more of the same, but, you know, if it's not broke, why fix it, you know? Looking forward to it a lot. Amazing. And I am going indie now for my last two of my top five things to take away. And this game is called Sable. It is a hand-drawn, cell-shaded, open-world exploration coming-of-age game. Um, you play a girl who is about to go off on what they call a gliding which requires you to build your own hover bike and then travel mm. the world and explore it and see what's out there. And the soundtrack's amazing. The art style's amazing. Just everything about this game deserves people to know about it, which I've put it on my list. So Sable, everyone should go and check it out. The demo is out now on Steam and on Xbox. Go and download the demo at least and give it a look. It looks um, beautiful. It's definitely worth it. It is just, yeah, it's so good. The art style is just phenomenal. 
and it's also available on PC and I think iOS as well. But don't quote me. I'll around. just say search stable and just go get it. Wherever you can get it, yeah. just go and get it. Get it twice. <laughs> get it three times. It's worth it. Um, where, where where have I got to on my list? Worms. Not just shouting worms out randomly, but uh, the old classic game from Zach. Help me out. When, when did Worms first get released? Was it like a 90s oh, thing would, on the PC? Or? It has to be early 90s because I definitely have been playing it since then as a person. It's um, like a turn-based kind of yeah. battle game between like where you kind of yeah, and you can multiplayer or not. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. The the weapon of choice for me was always the holy hand grenade, just because <laughs> once you threw it, it shouted hallelujah and then exploded, and I loved the idea that that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the base, or get, catching someone on the edge of the map and then going up to them with the baseball bat and then just hitting them off the map. Like, Worms is just, it's just a good time. And the idea of the battle in humor, well, isn't it? Yeah, it's very stupid. Like, it's it's very tongue in the cheek, um, very like light comic book kind of violence. Um, and it's Worms as well. So, like, it's not, it's not gratuitous or like, it's just funny. It's just really funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Battle Royale, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm totally in for like trying to beat 100 other worms. <laughs> like, it sounds <laughs> bizarre. It almost sounds um, like Worms yeah. does Fortnite. Yeah. And I, but, but side scroll, it's a side on Worms trying to, yeah, I'd, I'm all for it. I'll definitely yeah. try it out. And this is on the Switch. As yeah, well. yeah the it's multi platform. It's yeah. going to be different totally places. Into it. I think I'll definitely play it. <laughs> yeah, so that's one thing to look out for, particularly if you are of a certain generation who remembers playing Worms back in the day. Zach, what's your last... <laughs> it's this one. It is this one. And so another indie game, it's called Death Trash. The demo is out on Xbox and Steam. Um, it is an pixel art open world RPG survival game, a bit Fallout-esque. Um, and it is bizarre in every way. And if you like strange survival open world RPG games um, where you're not quite sure what's going on and things are a little bit weird and a little bit bizarre, this this is that game. This is the game you want to play. The demo's out at the moment. It goes into early access on Steam later in the year with an idea of then obviously releasing probably uh, early next year on console in some kind of 1.0 format. Just try the demo. I don't want to try and describe it too much. Just try (laughs) the demo and just repeat the name again. It's Death Trash. You heard me right. It's Death Trash. Um, Just search it on whatever console platform you're on. Find the demo, download it. And, and just see what it's about. I don't want to give too much away, but it is definitely worth the free download to play the demo. So go, go and see what Death Trash is about. And lastly, in our roundup, Zach, should a video game be fun? Video games should always be fun. Well, I reckon this game looks like the fun video game to check out. If you're a Marvel fan, definitely worthwhile checking out. I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's 
looks to be available pretty much everywhere when it's released. If you have a Switch, you'll be able to play it on the Switch, but you will need a decent internet connection as it will be a cloud-based game. But yeah, it is a single-player game where it looks like you've got a uh, variety of platform and and puzzle-based games. You are playing Star-Lord, you are the one who has to try and keep the Guardians somewhat organised and uh, basically use your team to solve whatever is going on in the galaxy. I am sucked in by the trailer. Might well have to get it. I would definitely suggest that everyone at least checks out the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it's very... The humour in Guardians of the Galaxy is is uh, it's just great. If you watch any of the recent movies that Marvel have done, Guardians of the Galaxy movies, um, the humour is very much akin to the humour you find there. Um, they're always trying to one-up each other, and then all their best laid plans go disastrously wrong in very hilarious ways, usually. Uh, all whilst taking jabs at each other and banter with each other is furious. And they've looked like they've just packaged that up and put it into a video game. Um, and then the soundtrack sounded great as well. So like it's, and it's a kind of, yeah. A I cool had Bonnie Tyler open as world. the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how much more 80s can you get in a good way? Yeah. So what stood out for you out of all of that? I mean, the biggest then takeaway amongst kind of obviously the five games that and the, well, I guess the 10 things we talked about and the games that we talked about is that um, indie games seem to be having a resurgence. Not that they ever really went away, but I think mm. it's more viable than ever to make an indie game. And because Microsoft are putting a lot of money into indie games uh, with the idea Xbox kind of program um it's easier than ever to um put a game together with a message and you know with with an idea um especially now that more gamers are getting used to that actually like games don't have to be triple a they don't have to look amazing to be good mm-hmm. pixel art seems to be doing the kind of more um modern take on pixel art seems to be doing really really well and and people mm-hmm. seem to be getting behind that kind of an art style as an expression which has meant then that Developers are like, okay, we don't have to worry about getting doing AAA graphics. We can focus on a pixel art expression of our idea that we have, uh, and then, and then, yeah, with with big studios willing to to kind of put money behind these smaller teams, um, it seems like you can't move for really great indie games. And and as, as a game, as a gaming on a budget or gaming, a bit more consciously of like how much money you spend, indie games are a great place to start. They they usually sit around the twenty to thirty pound mark. Sometimes usually less than that. And you get in in some cases a better gaming experience than you would get in a sixty seventy dollar sixty seventy pound game. Like, mm. I love it. I love that indie games seem to just be. Just, you can't move for a great one, and that's great. I think that's great for gaming in general, um, especially then it makes the AAA guys have to look at themselves and say, okay, well there are great indie games out there. Like we we have to step up our game. We have to we have to make it worth it. We have to make the sixty dollar game worth it again, um, which is great for gaming in general. So yeah. long live the indie games is what I say. Totally. And, and what about the Xbox uh, Game Pass news? That was surprising. I mean, it's not surprising that Game Pass is a thing. And every time they have a, a conference or a showcase, 
the Game Pass gets better than it was before, and I don't know how they keep doing it. Um, <laughs> there's a new game coming out on Game Pass every month for the rest of this year that is a AAA Microsoft game, day one. And they, 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 they did the outline and they put, here's the game you get in this month, next month, month after, all the way through to Christmas, with obviously Halo being in there, Forza Horizon being in there, Flight Simulator being in there. Um, that's crazy. And that's only their first party games. Like mm. there are other games coming to Game Pass. They dropped Yakuza Like a Dragon, the brand new, bearing in mind, wow. I nearly bought it the day before they announced it because yeah. I was wanting to play it and it was on sale at the moment. Um, the newest Yakuza game that's like an RPG team-based game. Um, like the the other Yakuza games are kind of single-player action RPG, which is kind of not enough of a thing for me to draw myself into that kind of weird world they've created. But yeah. a team-based, party-based, a Japanese RPG-style Yakuza, I'm totally about that. Waited for <laughs> it to go on sale, came on sale, ummed and about it, decided not to. The day later, oh, it's on Game Pass. Don't worry about it, it's on Game Pass. I already downloaded it. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Game Pass is, and the and the the news Andy is alluding to is that they've now announced that old Xbox consoles, so probably the previous generation, you're talking Xbox One and Xbox One X, mm. um, will soon be able to download the Game Pass app that's available on your kind of other devices around home, so that you can stream the newest games to your old Xbox, making old Xboxes basically just a hub for an app then get lets you play the new games that you play on the series x and they'll look as good as they do on the series x because you're streaming them it it has made playstation and sony why would you buy would you really <laughs> even buy one anymore like even for the exclusives you're like oh well they've got a few good exclusives so what <laughs> like legitimately so what so of xbox every month every single month for the rest of this year mm. they've got a uh, exclusive coming out Starfield, we've not talked about Starfield yet, but they, Bethesda's new game coming out uh, kind of towards the end of next year. Um, there is less and less reasons to buy a PlayStation. As a gamer who wants bang for their buck, who knows they're going to get new games, mm. but also then access to all the games that Microsoft put out, and then Game Pass on top of that, and that it's all backwards compatible, and that you could keep your console that you've got now and just download an app and just subscribe and get all those games and Stream the newest games. And they've bought every publisher on the planet. They've bought every studio on the planet. Microsoft just flashing the cash everywhere. Like, I, I, if I'm PlayStation and I'm Sony, I, I am very, very worried right now. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Um, they've just knocked out of the park again. Uh, and I think it's been two years, maybe even three or four years in... in like conception because they they had a rough last console cycle the playstation 4 kicked their ass they didn't sell very many xboxes at all yeah uh, they didn't set any records and playstation just kept on breaking the records for everything um but now they like they, they obviously sat down towards the end of the last gen's kind of life cycle and was like we need to do something because we're getting our butt handed to us in the gaming and bear in mind this is when gaming started mm -hmm. becoming the biggest media uh, an, an industry in the world. So Microsoft were like, okay, we're, gaming's kind of been a thing, but we've not really been taking that seriously. Gaming then started taking over like other media as as kind of global earnings. And they were like, maybe now the time to invest in gaming. 
And so they came up with Game Pass and they came up with the new Xbox and they came up with these stuff. And now they're reaping, they bought a lot of studios to, to make games because gaming is the big thing. Mm. They're only just starting to see the, the kind of the end of that kind of decision that was made five years ago. And they've not only leveled the playing field, they've left Sony and PlayStation like miles behind, like with everything and in regard to everything. You know, the Game Pass itself has loads of games on it. PlayStation Plus, a handful of games. That's not even considering the cloud element of Game Pass either. The Sony don't even have a rival to that. They, they, the PlayStation now is is pretty poor in terms of infrastructure and games available. Um, so I just don't see where you go from here for, for Sony. I don't see what you announce or what you have that comes close to what Xbox have been working on for five years. Because anything that Sony does now, they're five years too late. Microsoft have been doing. Microsoft have been working on this for five years, probably even longer than that, in boardrooms and discussions about what their mm. plan is for gaming moving into the future. Anything PlayStation does now is reactionary, and will not be as good as what Microsoft has put together. Like it, it can't be because they they've not got the five years head start. Like they they're playing catch up. Um, there is no better time to be a gamer because all of this. The best thing on top of all this cool stuff that Microsoft are doing is that it forces the other developers to keep up. Yeah. Which is good for gamers because it means that even more crazy stuff is going to happen in the future. But I think what I'd like to do very quickly is just to take you back a few steps. There's a comment that you made, which I think very much sums up Microsoft's approach. The reason why Game Pass might end up being bigger than big and i also wonder if it kind of also touches on um why people should be involved with gaming and why people should be in it's like if people have an interest in programming or video game arts why that should be encouraged is the phrase that you used as gaming as media in that it looks like Microsoft have kind of gone and looked at gaming and compared it to creating uh, a film, creating a TV series, creating photography, creating art. And they've started to invest in the media side of it rather than the console part of it. And I, I wonder if that's, what's given them the edge you know it's it's the end products that it's the end experience that people are getting yeah they they very much want everyone to be able to game yeah xbox has been quite clear that this is this is not a he said she said tit for tat as far as from uh, obviously they're out it may be behind the scenes a little bit more uh, they want to get one up on Sony and playstation in this weird battle but phil spencer the kind of the ceo of xbox games uh, has said multiple times that he wants, it's not about who is better or who is doing it the best. It's about everyone being able to game, regardless of software, hardware, mm-hmm. cost. He wants games in everyone's hands because he sees gaming as a great thing for people to do socially, um, to connect with others uh, as a form of media, like you said, that kind of allows people to explore different themes that other media doesn't. There's Gaming does something that no other media does simply because it's very interactive in its nature and how you consume it. Um, and he sees the value of that and the expression that kind of developers can put into games 
um, and, and get you to explore worlds and feelings and thoughts and emotions and visuals and music that simply nothing else does that. There is nothing else on, and, and shown by the popularity of gaming and as an industry that it keeps on growing year on year faster than any other industry in the world. There's a reason for that. Um, and a lot of that, and, and I think Xbox want it to be a positive thing. They want it to be a thing where it, it is good for everyone. It's good for people's well-being. It's good for people's socializing. It's good for people's careers. You know, there are so many jobs attached to gaming now, mm. right the way through from, like you said, game development, all the way through to I stream games on the internet. Like the, the range is just huge now in terms of like what you can um, aspiration of what you can hope to achieve if you want if you're passionate about gaming. There's so many entry levels. There's so many different things you can do. Um, and Microsoft, I think, ultimately want that the game side of Microsoft want that to be more than ever and want people and want to encourage people into that um, side of things. And I think they've done a great job of just making gaming a very valid thing in industry in general in the world. Um, it's phenomenal to see them bankrolling. Essentially, I don't. I think. You know, there are there are parts of Xbox gaming and Microsoft gaming that make money, but they bankroll it from the other things that they do. Um, they bankroll it from the other parts of their organization to be able to put money into gaming as a thing. Five years ago, they weren't doing that. They, they, they It was a side thing. Xbox was a side thing that they had that was just there. And they made the change. They were like, actually, let's bring it alongside the rest of our organization. Let's focus on it. Let's invest in it. And let's see what we can achieve. And we're only just starting to see the results of that. And it's... It's fascinating what they've done uh, at Microsoft. Um, it, it, I, uh, it staggers me really to, to think about um, how they're going about it, and 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 actually like in a very positive way as well. Um, uh, it's it's cool to see, and yeah, if you're a gamer and you're young and you have lots of things to look forward to, because I think it's only going to grow in in what it in what it kind of what gaming looks to achieve as an industry, um, and long may it be positive. Uh, is what I say, and long may it be kind of good for people and bring people together. Uh, and that's another reason why I think Nintendo do very well in the gaming space and always have done is because their central message has always been around gaming for families, gaming together, gaming in a lighthearted, fun way. And I think that's why Nintendo will continue to do well. And I think why maybe then PlayStation have started to lag behind because I think they started to put the money at the front of what they wanted to achieve. They wanted to make money. That's why they focus on five games a year that you can only play on PlayStation because they want you to buy a PlayStation and buy their games. Um, and I think they got, they've got lost a little bit in that, that, in that they just wanted that. And I think the, the, the Microsoft and Nintendo are doing so, so well at the moment because that's not ultimately the driving force behind what they're doing. Yes, that's a great byproduct, and I imagine they make millions and millions. Well, they do make millions and millions and millions of dollars, but the reason for doing it is diff at least what they're putting across is different. And whilst yes, it's a business and they make money, but ultimately they want to bring people together through gaming. Um, and I think PlayStation and Sony need to take a long, hard look at what they want to achieve and why they're doing it, um, because yeah, gaming is gaming is becoming more than it has been ever before as a as a way of kind of connecting with people for people and people appreciate that and they're not stupid and if you just trying to take their money um as with cyberpunk we saw if development companies are going to lie in their marketing and just try and take your money there will be a backlash like there has never been before 
um, as gamers become more savvy consumers. <laughs> um, mm. Which is why I think Game Pass is a really smart play by Xbox. Like it's, we live in the subscription-based society and so many of the things that we consume outside of gaming are subscription-based from Netflix all the way through to how you pay your bills or how you, you know, go to the gym or how you access other things in your life. So many things we do and like monthly subscriptions, Game Pass was just the move, um, made at the right time in the right way. Um, and it will, I think it will dominate gaming, the gaming landscape for many, many years to come. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. I think, my man, that is a point to draw things to a close, shine the spotlight onto you for your moment in the sun. I feel like I've talked a lot as well today, and I feel like that is not totally true in its entirety. Um, but sure, I will, I will close as I always do. <laughs> Guys, this has been the Skill Check Podcast from YMC Exeter. It's been a pleasure to be with you and talk all things E3 in our special E3 podcast. If you would like to find us, you can do that by going to the YMCX homepage, ymcx.org.uk, and there's a link to Skillcheck Podcast on there for you. It will take you straight to where you can find our podcast. We are also available on every good podcast provider. If you search Skillcheck Podcast, we'll be right there waiting for you to listen to and listen with emails if you want to contact us you can do so response at ymcx.org.uk you can send us emails if you have any questions queries anything at all we would love to hear from you and love to hear from uh, our listeners and kind of make it a more collaborative experience for you so please do so if you would like to this has once again been skillset podcast i've been zach and he's been andy and we will see you all next time